This episode of the Power Bros Movie Reviews is brought to you by Fearless Wandering Productions and our supporters at Patreon.com. Did you know that patrons of the Power Bros Movie Reviews get access to a weekly patron-only bonus show called Movie Chronicles with the Power Bros? They also get early access to our main show. Join today on Patreon.com for these benefits and more. And now, on with the show. Quote, They are children of the Adam, Homo Superior, the next link in the chain of evolution. Each was born with a unique genetic mutation, which at puberty manifested itself in extraordinary powers. In a world filled with hate and prejudice, they are feared by those who cannot accept their differences. Led by Xavier, the X-Men fight to protect a world that fears them. They are locked in a battle with former colleague and friend, Magneto, who believes humans and mutants should never coexist. End quote. Does this film meet the requirements of a good film? Does it tell a compelling story of the extra humans we call X-Men? Welcome back to the Pal Bros Movie Reviews. I am one of your hosts, Tobiah, joined with your other host, Trent. Trent, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Nice, nice. Back in the saddle. Yep. We got another X-Men movie for you guys. I know we said it was going to be a little break between... uh, the x-men movies but we have another one yeah, we had a little break tucked in here two movies yeah we had a couple movies for you so <laughs> this was a better x-men movie for sure compared to the other ones yeah uh, yeah i would say so <laughs> what do you think Trent? yeah <clears throat> i i enjoyed it. it it was fun to go back to this one it's been quite a while since i've seen the x-men uh, oh, really, yeah. I think any of the first three X-Men movies. And so, so yeah, it was nice to go back to it and give it a, give it a fair shot. It was, it was, it was fun. It was action packed. It, um, you know, had, you know, early two thousands superhero movie vibe, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, oh, for that, sure. that, you know, was always, of course, you know, fun. Like this movie really, I think was kind of, kind of a blaze runner for a lot of the you know, superhero movies that we see today. Um, obviously Spider-Man came after this. Um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. You got, you got Daredevil, which obviously has its, a lot of problems, but, you know, he had Daredevil. Um, or Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Four, which I believe was shortly after this one, also produced by Fox. So, yeah, X-Men really kind of, kind of set the stage and helped... Uh, comic book fans know and and realize like oh wow we they could actually make good superhero movies um who who would have thought uh, of course like with dc you also have batman that's worth noting uh you know 1989 batman michael keaton you know uh one, one of my favorite batman movies for sure mm-hmm. and you, you had batman uh returns and and then what kind of downhill from there with batman and robin forever whatnot but mm-hmm Anyways, but it, so like, so you had those ones a little bit before this one and we obviously we've we just saw Blade. Yeah. And then after this, we're not gonna we also get uh Spider-Man. Spider-Man was the next movie. Well, Blade 2 and then Spider-Man, yeah. which was 2002 right. and this was 2000. So um, right. also definitely a very similar feel to just the production quality and all that. For sure. It definitely had, yeah, very similar feel. Just kind of funny. You you can definitely pinpoint each. And you know, whenever I watch a superhero movie, you can kind of pinpoint where what era it's from. Yeah, for sure. And um, definitely stands out. But but yeah, but it's good. And uh, it's for what it for the time that it came out. I think it was well done. You know, CGI a little messy, but but for the for the budget that it had and for the time time period it was released, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it had some problems, I think, f- um, from a story standpoint that I struggled with. I, I think it started off really well and set up all these characters well. Because this, this is the first team-up superhero movie. Yeah. You know, when, when you think of team-up superhero movies, you kind of think of the first Avenger movie, uh, Aven- uh, Avengers movie. Uh, you think, you know, like, which was like kind of, you know, kind of Blaze Runner you know, for, for superhero, for superhero team-up movies. Uh, but they kind of forget, like, oh yeah, X Men did this, um, like twenty years before. So, it's definitely worth giving credit 
or it's it's it, we should give credit where credit is due because they, they it was a team up movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, was it done well as far as like being able to establish all these characters in one movie and tell a good coherent story that uh, was impactful and and, and inspiring? Ah, well, we'll 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 get to that, but um. And I think it succeeded in some ways for sure. Yeah. But I but I think with I think one thing that we see clearly is that there there's really only a couple of main characters in this movie, and then there's a lot of kind of background characters that don't really do much for the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say so. Anyways, um, yeah. Without really kind of diving into the movie, that's all I'll, I'll probably say about it. Yeah. Yeah. You have any other initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we can kind of get into it. I yeah, I agree that the beginning was good. Um, I thought the introduction to a lot of these characters were great. Just uh, even just the first interaction with Xavier and Magneto, like they're like as soon as we see them both for the first time, uh, you can just clearly see the the light in the dark side clashing right there. Mm-hmm. It was just a small like couple sentence interaction and you can just tell just uh the good and the bad and i thought that was pretty good yeah i think one thing that kind of going into that a little more like from a story standpoint one of like the first rules in filmmaking is show don't tell you know like there's a place for exposition but if you don't have to say it you know find a way to show it and I think they do a good job at yeah establishing yeah, the good and the evil here um, with Magneto and Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like there was one point that kind of stood out where um, when we get to when we get introduced to Wolverine, they they in order for us to learn about this character and learn about his capabilities, um, they they show us what 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 happens that they, they you know they bring him through a car crash into a car crash you know and he flies out the window and we think oh he's dead. Oh no, he's actually fine, and he, he and then he shows him healing himself. So it's like, oh okay, we know that he can heal himself. They didn't have to tell us that he um, can do this. They show mm-hmm. it, and you know, and they did it through a car crash, and and then and then they bring in the villain to, and then that sets up the plot a little more um, going forward as um, we find out that they're trying to take Rogue and and whatnot. So, so anyways, like I just that was something that stood out to me. It's like okay, it's a little. You know, this is a good. They're doing a good job at telling the, a story from the um, from the beginning and setting up the plot and and these characters and help getting us to know who these characters are. Because one thing, easy ditch they can fall into is just exposition, exposition, telling us who these characters are, what 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 mm. powers they have, and what what weaknesses they have, and all these things. And I think they do a good job at not doing that. Yeah, though there are some exposition scenes but not not that bad Mm -hmm. yeah no i think i think the introductions for almost all the characters are really good um yeah it's just all very good clear establishments for all these characters and just who's good who's bad and it worked really well i think one thing i mean I, i i think this is a pretty obvious one but we we can clearly get lost in all these characters too and yeah like i think because they introduced a lot of them really well it it kind of worked but because there were so many x-men that they used and it was just so full of all these characters it just was very easy to get lost in these characters but like as you watch this movie you really realize i would say this is it was supposed to be like an xavier magneto movie but i think it was it was logan driving the story and it was a wolverine movie I don't know well i'd say it was that. a wolverine and rogue movie yeah yeah wolverine like rogue, rogue was yeah 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 absolutely kind of driving the plot yeah yeah wolverine and rogue for sure um yeah. but like as we get because i don't it, I, I wouldn't even say charles was really a a, a even a main character i mean he yeah he didn't really do a whole lot in the movie that, i think that's one thing that was a little disappointing was they didn't really give him an arc and 
the only yeah, thing he does he, is he just he just kind of learns what's going on and tries to figure out what Magneto's plan is. Yeah, and then, and he then just he, kind you know, of, and he's leading them. Yeah, and then he gets yeah. his his mind hurt or whatever and goes into a coma or whatever, and is just yeah. gone for the whole third act. Um, but yeah, but you, it, so sorry, you are right though because they start out the movie with air uh, with charles yeah um, so it um, feels like it's supposed to be monologuing it feels like it's supposed to be their movie and then you realize no it's not their movie at all it's it's yeah wolverine and rogue and and as we get into a little later like we'll realize like the character development the dark knight of the soul all of that is around wolverine and not anyone else um but yeah um yeah i feel like so this movie, I think it's very easy to like just sit back and just enjoy it and not think too critically of it because of all the action mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But like when you realize like and and because they did good introductions, you get this. Uh, so you get this movie that kind of resembles what hap- Like you think about DC in its in uh the dceu in its early stages where it failed because they were introducing too many characters at the same time i think the reason mm-hmm. that failed is they the dceu did too much with um with what they had they, they had superman they had batman and they're like okay let's let's just pump out these movies um not pump out these movies let's pump out a couple movies and make us assume uh, assume that we we care about batman and, and care about superman and so we're gonna enjoy batman versus superman like everyone wants to see batman fight superman i remember when it was announced at comic-con i remember when the trailer dropped um yeah. and that, you know that was that was a huge th- deal i remember when i am legend teased it you know just years <laughs> yeah. earlier okay. yeah so I, it's just <laughs> interesting that i think i think what i was saying so x-men the reason they were able to succeed in doing a movie like this with so many heroes all of a sudden is they did in- good introductions for each character they made it very action-packed so people were very focused on that and so like that's what i was saying like when you you can really just kind of shut off and just enjoy this movie and mm-hmm. there's with the dceu there's a lot you had to kind of follow to understand what was going on but with this it was so fast-paced and just uh, it wasn't too complex. The story wasn't too deep. It was just easy to just sit yeah. back and enjoy. Um, but there are flaws, and there are a lot of characters that you just get lost in, and you almost just forget about them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's just, it, it it fails in in and if it, it doesn't really fail, I don't really know. I mean, it's it's hard to do a movie with so many characters. And keep the audience's attention and keep them right. on track of who all these characters are, especially with this movie that didn't take other movies to do like they didn't do a Wolverine movie and then uh, right. a Rogue movie and then an Xavier movie and a Magneto and a Jean Grey, a Cyclops. They didn't do all these movies to introduce all these characters. They threw them all in this movie, did decent, did well introductions for all of them. And yeah, and that's what pretty much, man. It was almost, I would say, more than the first third of the movie that was a lot of introductions and kind of getting us caught up and understanding who these characters are and what their motives are and what they want. And right, so movies kind of fail in that aspect when when they do have to. They, I mean, they have to catch us up, or we're just not going to be interested. Right. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think that he good did did a good job. Um, only they didn't give us too much, and then they set up you know few other movies, you know a sequel, and then a, you know a, a third movie, and then some spinoffs. It's like they did a good job starting small, introducing these characters. Yes, they focused on a, only a couple, and they kind of let others fade into the background, um, but. But for yeah, for what what it did, I think it, you know, it was good. Yeah, it, this was one thing is worth noting is this was definitely a very darker tone than like even just the X Men typically 
how the X-Men typically is. Mm-hmm. You know, usually the X-Men's really bright colored, you know, Xavier has a yellow um, uh, wheelchair. Wolverine has the, you know, the yellow and blue suit. Yeah. Blue, yeah. Yellow. Um, well, they made a joke about that in the movie. Uh, right. <laughs> when uh, he was wearing the wear black out, suit, you know, he's like, you guys, yeah, you guys wear this out in public. And he's like, what would you prefer? Yellow spandex? Yeah. But that's what that's what the that's what the X Men are is a lot of yellow and mm-hmm. bright colors and yeah. and that was just like the I don't know, the writer, the director saying that uh he thinks it would be dumb to, to make it comic accurate basically. Yeah. <laughs> right. At least yeah, for the tone that he said. Because like yeah. you had the animated X Men uh T V show, which was very popular at the time and still is today. Oh yeah, the X Men ninety seven. I actually started watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the new one is gonna be is called ninety seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it wouldn't have been called. Or I guess that's back when then. it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like you know that that's typically how you you know people know what, um, how people recognize the X Men, and so they they decide okay we're gonna go with a very darker tone, um, like the whole movie is is just a darker tone, um, even like Magneto. And, um, and that was fine. Like, they, they stuck with, they chose, you know, they chose a tone for the movie and they stuck with it. Um, you know, it was even like, you know, there's, you know, a little more violence and, you know, like sort of, you know, I mean, not not a whole lot, but yeah. You know, any, you know, aspects of the story that you liked or didn't like, man, I mean, I felt like there, like I had a hard time reviewing this because I felt like there was not a lot happening, so not a lot to even write about for a while. I mean, until I kind of figured out, okay, this is like this is following more Wolverine and Rogue. Um, so then I kind of started focusing on their story, and yeah, um, and then I mean. I don't know if you're ready to kind of get into towards the end of the, the, of the story of this, but I felt like that's where a lot of the, the good stuff was happening and, and Mm -hmm. where to even, even talk about kind of that stuff. And I think what you're trying to say is that the the pacing was not that great. (laughs) I think it was kind of off because it, because, and like, it's like I was kind of saying, it's like, most of the movie was introducing a lot of characters like in the beginning yeah, and then catching us up on who they are, what their story is. Um, but they, I I could tell towards the end when I realized this is Wolverine's story that I was like, okay, so if, if I think back to the beginning of the movie, okay, this is, think of like who Wolverine was, what he, how, what kind of character he was at the beginning. He was a very, uh, selfish, mean uh well i guess he wasn't mean he he did choose to do the right thing he was acting tough and and like he wanted to leave rogue alone on the side of the road like he didn't care you know he was alone he was just a uh um uh a selfish loner really and then all of a sudden he cares about yeah and then, and then he and... yeah he's like fine i guess i guess i'll do the right thing and lets her lets her ride with him or whatever well um yeah but, but then even then once she gets taken or or well, yeah after after he almost kills her and then she gets taken he's like i need to go after her i have to save her like i i brought i i you know he take he takes responsibility he's like i you know yeah. i'm the reason that she um yeah is in this position it's like okay like i felt like it was just a drastic change for wolverine that i don't know think was earned right um maybe maybe i'm wrong but like i i just felt like it was really kind of a quick shift in his character because it wasn't like like i feel like this wasn't the character they introduced us to at the beginning yeah and all of a sudden he's changed like this is a change that, that should happen farther along in the movie for sure and and it yeah. just kind of happened right away and now he's like, all of a sudden he cares and has a heart. And then he doesn't like have any really character development beyond that. I don't think, I mean, yeah. that's just something that you saw. I mean, he obviously like he learns to play, to work as a team. So like, part yeah, of, you know, yeah, for um, sure. So I think, I think, yeah, I think the character development for him 
continued on in like yeah let me backtrack a little bit so yeah it was kind of sudden that change um but i think it was just them showing that yeah he's tough around all these other guys and all these people and you know like we saw him in like a fighting ring and stuff and yeah so i feel like that environment uh, he had to be tough and at the bar but then when it was like with a, a a younger girl that's alone like he knew like i can't leave her out there because you know she could get hurt or whatever she needs yeah. someone like that to protect yeah, like her that choice was fine that made so sense. Yeah. i i felt like that it was just them showing us that like even though he's a tough guy he still has a heart um uh-huh. and and you're right it didn't it kind of seemed to like he he didn't necessarily go back to that real tough like act that he had uh very much mm-hmm. after that there's maybe a few times or whatever he'd crack jokes or something that were like, you know, like I'm a tough guy kind of cracking jokes. Yeah. And like you kind of see his motivation yeah. more clearly once Charles tells him that he's going to help him find you know where he came from because he, he lost his memory. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know who he is, where he come where he comes from, yeah. why he has the, the adamantium. So like, it, it, yeah, I mean. So it kind of makes sense. And then he actually learns that, like, oh, yeah, like, this is actually something worth fighting for. And, and fighting alongside these these um, outcasts is something that's – it's a worthy cause. It's, it's something that I, I should be willing to give myself to. But but in the end, you know, he's given the opportunity to leave, and he does leave. But he also said – he also makes clear that I'll be back. You know, yeah. he, sh- he throws Roke his um, – his dog tags and say, yeah. you know, says, "I'll come back for those." So, so you know, there's some there's some character because the character at the beginning would have not done that. He yeah. would have just said, "I'm out of here." Like, yeah, I, you know, for I sure. did my part. Now, I, now I can find out where I came from. I'm gonna go do that and forget forget about you guys. So, so yeah, there there was, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, that's I where that. There, yeah, was, I think that's where that extra character development came from was him because. Yeah. Uh, Xavier said a line to him. I can't remember what it was, but it was along the lines of like, uh, you've been alone and pushing people away for so many years, for 15 mm-hmm. years. It was when he like first met Xavier and he was like, yeah. what do you, how'd you know that? We'll stop talking. <laughs> but, but then, so it's like, that's, that's who he is. He, and he, he very many times, like it was like, he was trying to get away from these people throughout the movie too it wasn't necessarily that Mm -hmm. he was really trying to stay it was like he was kind of being forced to stay just through different circumstances happening you know the bad guys closing in and all this stuff and and then he does have the opportunity to leave like you said and and he chooses to leave but he promises to come back and and yeah so yeah there i think and that just kind of shows like that this movie was like about him and his character because that's that's the only He's the only character that really had um, a lot happening, a lot of development, and a lot of uh, just all the all the all the marks were on his story. Right. Yeah. No, you're you're totally right. Because even like Rogue, I feel like she, her, they set up her character well. Cause you know, you they help to see you know why she's an outcast, you know, she kisses her boyfriend and then, you know, she almost kills him. And you mm-hmm. can like, feel like, see like the horror on her face, uh, when that happens, you know, and, and, and then, she, you know, she just becomes more and more of an outcast and then she goes on her own and then she gets, you know, and then she finds Wolverine and then went on she, and he takes her in and then they go, this, and then, then they get found by the X-Men and, and so forth. So like, you know, th- so there was that, and then and then she gets brought into the story because Magneto wants to use her powers, um, which I don't even. Do they explain wh- how Magneto knew about her powers? I think they did. Anyways, um, I don't know. Maybe, that was something I, I got lost in. Was his was Mac Magneto, uh, like giving his, his powers plan. to her or whatever, and all that, and why he chose yeah, her. He- they didn't make all that very because, clear because she has like the ability to channel another person's powers oh, and yeah, then yeah. kill the 
to kill people and yeah. like as a result of that i think he wanted to like you like magnify her powers because he because that machine that he was using like it magnifies their powers mm. even, or um it like superpowers them i don't know right. super, uh whatever um super sane um huh. so like she so he was gonna you know use that in order to Oh yeah, in order to unlock the mutations and all, yeah, all the yeah. senators. Yeah, I under, yeah, I got that. Like his whole, like his actual plan. Yeah. It was just like the the little details of like her, like why her, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I just like I feel like the the writer like it made sense for the story and for her to be the one mm-hmm. and all that, but but it, I feel like it wasn't very well explained. Of true, of, yeah. Of I don't think it was. how he knew her powers why her and um how it all worked like how he was like how like why does she need to be the one using the thing to make all the people mutants and yeah Mm -hmm. just didn't make much sense to me but yeah no that's fair yeah so i don't know um kind of good uh segue what would you think of the villains um specifically magneto you know, but then you got Sabretooth and the Mystique. Uh, so I, I, I like... I I think he was a decent villain. I don't think he was, like, super, like... We were scared for the heroes. We were... Um, no. Because he wasn't necessarily... He wasn't trying to kill the heroes. <clears throat> no, not really. And not so, so it wasn't like, like we were scared of the villain... We were like scared that like he was gonna succeed in like making all the you know basically killing everybody without even knowing it. I mean, his goal was to make them all into mutants, but it was gonna actually kill them yeah. all. But so like we were scared like in that way, but it wasn't like we were scared of him and as, as like an evil man or anything like that. It was just like oh he's right. doing something he doesn't know what he's doing. He's gonna end up killing everybody. And, you know, we got these guys trying to stop them. Um, mm-hmm. Which so is typical like, of Magneto. That, yeah. That's kind of his, his, usually how he is as a, as a hero, beca- as a villain, because he, he is close to Charles. You know, they have a history, they have a past. Yeah. And uh, a relationship, like a, a friendship. And they have, they do a good job at establishing that and helping us see without actually, you know, without us actually knowing their past, you know, but we know that they do have one. And, and so, you know, he, you know, he, Magneto doesn't necessarily want to kill Charles, you know, but if Charles were to get in his way, like, you know, he would probably harm him. He, but I think he does even say to Rogue, like Rogue asks him, like, are you going to kill me? And I think he says, yes, I am. Like, I'm going to, like, so he, he he is willing to kill mutants. Yeah. But, but he doesn't, they don't show that he's like actually really a threat to very right. many of the heroes and wolverine a little bit because like he you know he, he controls uh wolverine with you know yeah. his metal because of the metal in his, in his body yeah um that almost felt like, like a uh well one they were showing that wolverine his whole body was made out of metal and it was just mm-hmm. like uh oh we have a guy made out of metal and we have this guy that controls metal let's make a scene with them right like that's <laughs> kind of more what it felt like to me but but yeah i mean it, you could tell like that he could hurt him and and he could like basically rip him apart if he wanted to um right the other villains um <laughs> toad is just or is that his name toad <laughs> ray park i think so <laughs> that's ray park was it really? Yeah. That's why I recognized him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very part. Darth oh, Maul. Oh, wow. <laughs> Darth Maul and Snake Eyes from uh, oh, yeah. G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird character to choose. Yeah. He's kind of pretty weird. <laughs> but, I mean. Do you know what was... happens when a toad gets struck by lightning? <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> was such a dumb line. I know. Like, I don't know what any... does happen of a toad. I don't... <laughs> Same thing as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that yeah. weird. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but he was, he was, I mean, Ray Park is great. He's, he's always creepy yeah. and he's good at being a villain. Uh, right. I can't believe I didn't notice that. I love Ray Park. Yeah. 
I didn't notice till I saw the credits. I saw Ray Park, and I was like, "Oh, oh okay." And that, and then it clicked as Toad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, Mystique, yeah, I don't know. She's she was just like a pawn, kind of normal, I guess, for her. Yeah, pawn. You know, she's obviously she doesn't have any lines really, except for yeah. when she morphs into someone else. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's true. Huh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. She was just, you know, yeah, there is a pawn to help Magneto. She, I mean, she posed a little bit of a, th- a threat, especially to Wolverine, because she shows she can transform into Wolverine and yeah. even use his metal claws, but it's not as strong of a metal. Um, I don't really, I actually don't really understand that. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like, she can just make metal come out of her arms then i guess but um yeah, so like i mean she's worth talking about in the sense that you know she's kind of sexualized you know, oh, she, yeah, you know for sure. she has that weird you know suit that you know is basically just very you know, like it's about as skin tight as you can get and I mean, yeah. a lot a lot of the scenes that she's in are, are like dark and so it's like it doesn't show much which is fine but yeah 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 it's still uh worth skipping oftentimes so (laughs) yeah which is typical of x of the x-men movies like they always put the women in skin tight suits and you know and show off shows off they show off their figures which is we as we've been talking about in this show you know it's it's not beautiful it's not glorious it's it's uh it's you know ugly and you know, uh, it's not um, yeah. honoring to women when when women do so, and when yeah. men publicly make women do so only yeah. for the bedroom of your husbands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, Wolverine. I don't. Did he even have his shirt off in this one? He like always has his shirt off in the movie, but I don't remember. Yeah, he did uh, okay. when he was when he first woke up in the mansion. What's funny is like he did he didn't bulk up as much for this one as he oh, did for no. later ones. Yeah. Like you can tell, like he's not, well, this is the first bulky. one. So yeah. 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 So they, and like Hugh Jackman's known for not being very fond of the, the, you know, the strict diet and workout regimen for, yeah. you know, getting in superhero shape. <laughs> yeah. And you have some actors who, you know, who love doing it like Chris Hemsworth and, and whatnot. And like, and they and he because he and he does it for more, for other projects, but like mm. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine's the only uh, project that he's worked on that you know where he actually has to get you know big, yeah, and he has to bulk up. And, um, of course, you know uh, for he did Deadpool three, which is coming out this year, mm-hmm. um, and he bulked up a lot for that one. Mm. Um, Logan, he bulked up a lot for. And, and then, like all, yeah, all the other outings. Pretty much after this one, I, I, I'm curious to see how he looks in the second one, and then the third. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Even yeah, he, he even he X-Men actually Origins. did look skinny in this one. Yeah, and then, and then he had he had a jacket on pretty much the whole movie. So yeah, the, yeah, so. for sure. So he didn't have to show off his muscles. <laughs> yeah, some. Uh change the subject just on villains with uh magneto because he actually made remarks about god and stuff and yeah and how uh uh, so he was basically saying that he wants to be god because he thinks Mm -hmm. that mutants are like the ultimate um evolution of the evolution of, uh, of species of, 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 of humans yeah and right. he, he's saying like, which was the god was being too slow and so he was going to speed up the process and saying that he wants to be god and makes make all the humans into mutants because was it charles or eric <clears throat> magneto who had that monologue at the beginning of the movie because at the beginning of the movie, they were talking about that as well, like how mutants oh, have yeah. evolved to a higher you know, species than than you know normal human. I think that was Charles. Yeah, it was Charles Xavier. So so it shows kind of a contrast where it's like Xavier does see it the same way. Yeah, but he doesn't think that you know mutants need to rule over humans for sure. 
that's kind of like the, season. that's kind of how it always is with the two of them too is is mm-hmm. they do see a lot of things the same way and yeah um and it kind of goes back to first class when we saw like how they grew up and how they were such different lives because magneto was in such a uh was treated so horribly as a kid versus uh xavier who's treated really great so he uh magneto just sees the world as just this evil place and yeah just everybody's just doing their own thing that they want to do and there's no uh, no good or whatever so you always have this contrast of them having very similar thoughts but i think because of their backgrounds one chooses one way one chooses the other which another thing i want to talk about is there was that i didn't i I never realized that that same, that's the first scene of this movie was the same first scene in mm-hmm. first class where first he class. pulls the metal. I never knew that. I never, yeah, I, I yeah, guess I've never shot for shot the same. Yeah. I guess I've just never watched the two of those movies close mm-hmm. enough together to realize. I also haven't seen this movie in a long time, but yeah. 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 The first class, they use the same scene and then expand upon it. And yeah, they expand it a bit. To, add that story yeah Yeah, it's interesting which also kind of showed that the first class was kind of a reboot of the whole franchise um, yeah where it's like we're kind of doing the same thing but same characters but not really (laughs) yeah for sure well you even got like major continuity errors and stuff between this movie and first class which yeah yeah like i mean it it seemed like first class was was supposed to be in the same uh timeline as this but yeah, with all the major continuity errors, you realize it is kind of a reboot or or an alternate universe right. in the multiverse. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like the Magneto's helmet, and he got it for the first time in this movie, but he also got it for the first time in First Class. Oh, yeah, good point. Because Xavier didn't even, he was like, he must have some device to block me from entering his mind. Right. And, would have known that because yeah. yeah he had it in first class hmm. but yeah also good point wolverine x-men origins wolverine completely different with saber tooth oh yeah because he meets he's oh, like yeah. wolverine <laughs> even jokes character. like saber tooth what kind of name is that <laughs> right oh <laughs> well, yeah then they decide to you know do a whole different saber tooth and make him his brother it's yeah like, yeah doesn't work as far as from, yeah. from the story standpoint but like saber tooth was... in this one is more comic book accurate than the yeah, in the yeah, other one for sure but yeah it's anyways. just interesting <laughs> that they just whenever they made a movie like before any of the the first three x-men movies they were just not even related at all it's just its own right. thing own thing and uh, yeah i yeah. don't know why they didn't ever keep things in line but whatever yeah yeah and it's like I mean, yeah, most people probably don't care. Like, but yeah, you know, But then you have you know actual fans of the movies and the comics. It's like, yeah, we do care. We want we want a coherent story that's that's consistent and for sure. And it doesn't have plot holes and and continuity issues. But yeah, all right, whatever. I think we should wrap up the story uh, aspect. Mm-hmm. So um, we kind of talked about Logan's um, character development. And and then we can kind of get. You into... mentioned the Dark Knight of the Soul was yeah. kind of his, like, was him. Um, I'm assuming you're referring to the scene where he's trying to stop Magneto but can't. Was that the dark? Was, was... that's the Dark Knight of the Soul? Um, I was thinking is when Magneto was just succeeding and and ch- well, he like he was. Yeah, I mean, he was succeeding. Like the orb or whatever was actually expanding. Was gonna he was gonna yeah, win. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely. And, and then Wolverine. So Wolverine's trying to stop, but then he, you know, Magneto uses his powers to yeah. be- start bending Wolverine's hands, and so Wolverine's now powerless. Like he can't do anything. Yeah. And he can't stop. He can't save him. And so he needs, um, he needs uh, Cyclops. Um, to you know, use his powers in order to to stop yeah. them, and so, which is you know ca- some character development for even Cyclops because now he's it you know he uses his powers you know to help 
Wolverine, you know, you know, he doesn't, he's not very fond of him. Yeah. But, but it's to save everyone. And so he takes that risk and then, you know, shoots Magneto and yeah. And then, and then they're able to, yeah, stop, stop yeah. Magneto from d- accomplishing his plan. Yeah. And Logan was definitely, uh, sacrificing himself too. Uh, like mm-hmm. he knew, he knew that he very well could die going into, to save Rogue. Like he was, yeah. he was sacrificing himself and his, right. his, even his, yeah. When, uh, cause Magneto was there and he was, he was even bending his claws in a weird direction and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. he was still fighting for his life to save Rogue. Right. And I mean, yeah, I think like for him to like what he had to overcome was, um, I mean, we kind of talked about it, but like, it was like not, it was realizing that, I mean, it, it was losing his selfishness. It was, uh, working as a team and yep. I mean, sacrificing yourself for someone else that, uh, like, I, I just feel like the, the, the character in the beginning definitely wouldn't have sacrificed himself for her, even though, right. uh, like he was being nice to her or whatever, but I just don't think he was like a sacrificial guy and, Good point. He was. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they did do a decent job with his character development. Yeah. It was just I I still feel like it was a little rushed at the beginning and yeah for but, sure yeah. And Anyways. I think that just kind of fell in with just everything they had going on, like because there was a lot going sure. on in this movie, and uh, so some some of the story aspects had to be rushed because of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of like the CGI and visuals? It was rough, but yeah. <laughs> like I said, for, for that era and the budget, I think it was a $75 million budget, which is, and by today's superhero movie standards is very low, but for then it was probably average. I think it was average. Mm-hmm. And th- they use a lot of visual effects in this movie, like a lot. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed was, like Wolverine's claws were really well done, uh, especially at the beginning, but just throughout the movie, compared to X Men Origins, which were you know was they used a lot they used a lot more CGI for them. This one, I think they used a lot less and tried to do some practical stuff, which worked out really well. And, yeah, especially during the combat stuff combat scenes so yeah and you know some of like the laser blasts from scott or cyclops yeah i think they did i think they did keep it a little bit toned down in some of the scenes almost like they're keeping in mind their their abilities with cgi as much as they Mm -hmm. could i guess i mean because because of the type of movie they're i mean they had to have big old fight scenes and stuff, but I feel like they kept it as toned down as they could. Like, I think right. they were keeping it in mind a little bit. I think so. Yeah. Um, music score was, was good. Yeah. This was, you know, set up a lot of the typical themes that we see in the X-Men movies. With Magneto's theme. Um, and Charles has one and the X-Men theme. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple scenes though that like I feel like the the score didn't really fit well with the even the tone of the movie. Mm. I, I I don't know. There was just a couple that kind of stood out, and I haven't really experienced that yet with uh, very many of the movies we've watched. But yeah, kind of did. So it wasn't bad. It was just a couple. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it might have just been one. Now I think about it. Yeah. Mm. So for sure, I don't even remember where it was. Yeah. Um, did you have any other comments on like the cast or acting? Uh, I thought the acting was well done. Um, Storm stood out as like a, just a, a very flat character, that, but she was the same way in the other. Uh, and uh, was it Apocalypse? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think Dark Phoenix. She just had zero character and just very flat. And I, it wasn't. Um, I think it was Halle Berry. 
yeah, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Yeah, she like she's a great actress, and I don't think it was her fault or anything. It's just how the character's written. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, Hugh Jackman did a great job, and all the other actors, you know, Ian McKellen and um, Patrick Stewart, awesome, just yeah, did an awesome job with the roles that they were given. Yeah, and the characters that were written for them. So, for sure. Yeah. And like, yeah, like I said, some of the other characters just were background and didn't do much for the story or the plot or just, or they were just there as, you know, plot devices to move the plot along, but didn't really have much character. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any, uh, and we kind of talked about the suits and stuff, but comic book accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um... We kind of already yeah, touched I mean, I think, on it. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it was besides the tone and the the suits. Um, most of it was pretty comic book accurate. Mm. You know, you got like Wolver- like Hugh Jackman is just a great Wolverine minus the suit. You know, you know he's got a cigar, he's got his jacket, yeah, <laughs> his leather jacket. He's got the motorcycle, yeah. Um, the claws look great. Yeah. Um. That motorcycle boosting scene. That was weird. (laughs) That was just like what? Like what? 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 What is happening? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That was funny. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you wanted to touch on? I think that's it. I know this one was this. This episode for us was kind of a train wreck, but we're both worn out, tired. Yeah. That's no, okay. It was good. No, we got over We <laughs> touched over everything. I just felt like yeah, even re- just reviewing this movie, like I said, was, I don't know, there's something about it. It's it hard. It's difficult. There's, yeah. it was, uh, and I think that kind of says something about the movie too. Um, True. It, it really was, It the whole time watching, I was like, man, this movie, like, you can really just like not really think about it and really just enjoy this movie. And, and I think that said a lot about it and not, and that not doesn't necessarily mean that it was a good movie. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it means that there was very, it was like, it was flashy. It had lots of fight scenes. It had all these fun characters, um, almost like some nostalgia for comic book fans. And yeah, and that's what they're kind of feeding off of a lot. I think. But I think we touched on touched on all the all the the stuff we needed to for sure. Yeah. So you want to move on to ranking? Yeah, for sure. Um, also, Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon for anyone who would like to support us. Um, mm-hmm. It's be just five dollars a month. Be able to get our after hours show where we talk about what's kind of going on in Hollywood and. Um, you talk about latest movies, you know, sometimes we do short, small versions of this podcast and do movie reviews, um, just like 10 minute episodes. And, um, and we, and we also talk about, you know, cameos and, and, and credit scenes that we see in the, in in the movies we watch, especially as we're both specifically for this season as we're going through comic book movies. So, so anyways, if you'd like to support us and continue to, um, see us pump out content uh please go ahead and support us yeah absolutely and we also uh you also get access to our our main show early we post it on monday morning instead of wednesday morning so if you are interested and want to listen to our show a little earlier you can also get that so yeah where were you thinking of putting this one (laughs) um so since we changed first class, we've kind of got a 6.7 with first class, 6.6 with Blade, and 6.4 with the first Avenger. I, I was thinking about putting it in between Blade and Captain America. Mm. I definitely think Blade was better. Um, I kind of feel like Captain America might even be better. Yeah, it might be. That's why. That's why I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm wrestling with. Yeah. I would, cause I definitely, it's definitely better than Apocalypse, but not, 
too much like a whole lot better like as as a movie you know i just right as as a story i don't know i don't think it's i i i think right below captain america because i'm thinking back to captain america and it's it had a lot of structure um yep right like it knew what it wanted to be and it wasn't overstimulated with a bunch of characters the story was kind of flat and it was like there was a lot of just non-exciting things about it and like you know captain america uh not really having any character development or anything like that and just all those issues um but i just feel like it just worked a little better than this one did i agree yeah that's that's fair so yeah i I would say what 6.3 yeah i would just i would put it right below it yeah let's do 6.3 yeah. This was our 10th 10th film, right? That we've reviewed. Number 10. 10. Yep, this is our 10th film. Nice. Nothing above 7 yet. Nope. <laughs> hopefully. It might hopefully change soon. Yep, our next movie is Blade 2. So yeah. you can look forward to the sequel okay. Blade. And after Blade 2, we will have Spider-Man. Yeah. The, Can't wait the for first that. Spider-Man. Yeah. Very first Spider-Man movie. Yes. Well, I will just... Except for the TV stuff. Uh, all right. I'll just uh, go ahead and predict that that will definitely be above a 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> just... So, anyways. For maybe sure. it won't be. Maybe, maybe you have to relook at it more critically. You might have a different opinion, but... I think it's a, definitely a superior movie to many of the movies we've seen so far. For sure. So. No surprise. Howard the, the Duck the... is at the bottom. <laughs> you said you're surprised or not surprised? No surprise there. No surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1.7. That's way too generous. <laughs> that is pretty generous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think... Uh, you guys have probably had enough of us, so yeah. We thank you so much so, for listening and your support. Yes, and, thank you. And uh, yeah, we enjoy making this this content for you guys, and and hope that it helps you think critically about movies and just what you're watching, what you're consuming. Um, that is our goal for making this: is just to make sure that you are uh, glorifying God through what you're consuming and what you're putting in your body through your eyes and um that is a very important thing to consider when you are watching stuff (laughs) so yeah yep thank you guys and totally we look forward to next week with blade 2 see you all next week all right bye